You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling hey, good. family. So exciting to have you join us for this episode. We will be joined by my fellow ambassador and my WW bro, Nick. So let's go now and listen to our conversation. Hello. Well, hello, sir. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I am just good. Which is the photo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been having a couple of technical difficulties later. Last week, my person didn't join me, so I had to punt and go to my, my backup. And uh, now we're having trouble getting it connected today. But everything's good now, so we can. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So how are y'all? What's the, what's the COVID life of Detroit? Um. It's pretty much the same four walls at home and going for walks. Yeah. Um, nothing really is open except for the grocery stores, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just a lot of staying at home and doing a lot of nothing. Wow. That's craziness. That's, that's, that's my normal life. I work from home. Uh, the difference for me is the wife and kid are here with me. So that's, that's a different set of things to have to navigate through. And, uh, but we're making it, I was saying earlier before we got started that today's day 50 here for us in the aspect of, you know, everybody was talking about it and stuff, uh, yeah. long before 50 days ago, but on 50 days ago is when, uh, the the basketball game got canceled and there was a Denver Nugget player here in town that came down with it and it seems like after that everybody really started taking it serious like this could really have an effect and so I, yeah. in my mind we've made it 50 days and 50 days from now is like the middle the late June like June the 19th or something like that so things are starting to get better I feel like we could navigate through this so totally. anyway yeah so I start most of, most of these off the same way. I really just want to know kind of how you came to WW. Like what, what in your mind thought, hey, this WW thing could work for me and uh, how many times you've done it and, and what brought you to it and where you were at when it, when it kind of all got started. Yeah, so I actually lived in Florida at the time when I started WW. Uh, my friend Lauren, Pixie Dustin Points, she's on here. Um, she's actually the one that got me started on Dub Dub back in 2016. Okay. Um, so it's been about four years and my journey has not been the, 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 I would say typical because I feel like those are the ones that are featured, the typical story that your weight starts here and it ends here. Yeah. Um, and you do that within, I don't know, like <laughs> a year or something wild like yeah. that. Um, and that hasn't been my, my reality. My reality has been more like Cedar Point roller coaster. Yeah. Um, right now we're right back up here at the tail. Um, so for me, it's it's been a little bit rocky, but I just have to keep showing up every single day. Um, and I will say that before I started WW, I was in a place where I, I don't think that I really realized how not in control I was mm, okay. of my choices or of my reality. And no matter what my, whatever the scale shows, um, WW has definitely given me the the tools that I need to kind of recognize and navigate through everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it's interesting in the aspect of a lot of people speak from an aspect of like this large number that's done and all the things yeah. that they have, they have learned. 
you've learned those things as well, but still navigate through the ups and downs. Uh, yes. That that's not necessarily something that's part of like my my story in the aspect of going the, the, lots of going the other ways. I've had a right. pretty good, strong, steady journey. But man, I've all, I know that I've like I've been inspired by you for a long time, even before I started this WW Instagram. Like I had my other Instagram, and I, I, I remember following you back in the day. You were on. I remember when I first started following you. You were on a I guess it was a vacation uh, down to Orlando. And you were spending, spending time with the family or, or something like that. Yeah, and, and I, sounds I pretty on brand. You, you documented a lot of the, the the weeks and stuff, and sunburn and poolside and and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, I, it feels like that that somewhere along on the way, you you decided that you had to like live your life. How did you get to that point? To like before coming to WW, that you said, "Screw it, I'm not putting my life on hold. I'm gonna live it, even whatever." You know, I I, I remember a couple of years ago. Uh, you and Jake went to the beach and you were like, we're just going to be here and be us, you know, like, yeah. how, how do you, how do you feel like that mentality kind of started to grow? Where, where did that kind of start? Well, I, for me, I've always said this. I feel like the, the mental mindset, mental health part of a wellness journey is the most important Yeah. Um, because you can have that ideal number on the scale, but still feel ugly and un, unloved in your own body. And so mm -hmm. addressing that I think is the key and everything else will just kind of fall in place. Um, so I think it just took time. Yeah. It wasn't something that happened immediately. It wasn't something that happened overnight or within a year or within a month. It just naturally happened over time as I kept showing up for myself, seeing what I was actually capable of um, yes. and surrounding myself with people like everyone on Instagram, um, surrounding myself by a community that was there cheering me on. I think that's yeah. very important. When you when you support yourself with others who are in the trenches with you or cheering you on, um, it definitely changes the game for you. Yeah, are, are you online or online at meetings? You go to meetings, right? Um, I did a majority, I just started meetings in August of 2019, but before then that was just online. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. So oh. what, what do you feel like at the beginning like what, did, what was the first thing that you really learned uh, back in 2016 online? Like what, what was, what did you change? Um, I think that was kind of the, uh, well, I was coming off of a doctor's appointment, which caused me to do this mm -hmm. uh, because I have high blood pressure. And that was the, the doctor's appointment where my doctor was like, well, my Florida doctor, no longer yeah. see her, um, was like, we need to put you on medication and all this stuff. And she was a very kind of straightforward and aggressive doctor, which I, didn't mind the style because I need someone to shake yeah. me um, and make me aware of things. So um, coming off that, I just started doing WW, talking to Lauren about it. It seemed like something that could work for me. Um, and I think my first realization was just what I was eating, mm -hmm. what I was eating and the amount of times I was eating. Because in my daily life, it didn't seem like I was really eating that much portion wise or quantity wise. But as soon as I started measuring things out and tracking everything that I ate, it quickly added up. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that when we, when we view it that way, uh, and what I mean by that way, it was like in the scale way or the smart point way, uh, it is a significant amount that we can change to cause us to lose weight, yeah. but it is not always a significant amount for us to see the difference. And, right. and like sometimes like you can be like, well, I'm, I'm not eating that unhealthy. 
And it can just be, you know, maybe in, from the smart point world, it's only like 10 or 12 or 13 more smart points than you need to cut out of your diet to get back under that amount that allows us to get into the healthy eating zone. And I think for a lot of people, that's a hard thing to see. And that's what that, that intimate tracking relationship that we create with ourselves early on really allows us to get into that healthy eating zone and, and let yes. that be really the, the most monumental change that we make from the beginning. So what, talk about mindset a little bit more, like what for you, were you telling yourself prior to starting WW that you have worked on and no longer kind of do? I think before WW, I was just very negative towards myself. I was okay. very negative towards the fact that I couldn't walk into a store and just put clothes on. I was mm. very negative. I was focusing on those types of things. Like this morning, um, I focused on the fact that it could rain 10% at a 10% chance of rain. So I was trying to talk myself out from going out to a walk instead of focusing on the 90% that it wasn't going to rain. Yeah. And I think that's where my mindset was before WW constantly, is I was always focusing on that 10%. And now I do still, I mean, I'm human. I still yeah. see myself focusing on that sometimes, but it's not an everyday mindset. It's not a mindset that I wake up with every day and go yeah. to sleep with every day. Yeah. What, what, if you can speak about it, like what, what are some of your like weekly goals or your monthly goals, or maybe even the goals that you're like working on right now during this stay at home pandemic kind of thing? Right. I think my goals definitely fluctuate. Mm -hmm. um, and it just depends on what, what's, what's happening in the moment. I mean, like right now, my I'm a person that thrives off routine. So mm -hmm. not going to work, not going not having classes, not having my daily life routines has thrown me a curveball. And it's been very difficult to um, kind of grasp. Mm -hmm. So right now, my goal is just to track simply just track what I'm eating be as mindful as possible and get out every day and get my steps in. Yeah. Um, and th that's a pretty broad goal, but that's what I have to, I have to focus on those daily, that daily goal. I can't, yeah. I'm not someone who can have a monthly goal. Like by the end of the month, I want to accomplish, accomplish this. Yeah. I get very overwhelmed and that, that sets myself up for failure. So I've definitely learned that I need to set myself up for success. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's daily, daily goals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that truly is like the definition of, of the WW star goal. It's specific, it is time-based, it is attainable, mm -hmm. and realistic. Like, that's what the star stands for. And like, it sounds like you can you can achieve those things. How, how do you, uh, within your daily routine, you talked about your steps, like what, what does activity look like for you now? And what did it, what was activity for you like four years ago, three years ago? Um, before I started uh, Weight Watchers or WW, it was just whatever steps I got in the day, yeah. um, whatever steps I got at work. There was nothing intentional about it. Okay. Um, I mean, I would join Planet Fitness and go for a week and then get distracted by, I don't know, fast food or something yeah. and just keep moving on. Um, now I find myself being more intentional about it. I wake up still at 5... 536 o'clock every morning just because that's when my body gets me up and instead of just going downstairs and mellowing and getting myself into trouble in the snack cabinet i've created myself a routine where i get up i'll have some coffee and i'll go out for a walk okay. so it's more of putting more intention behind my physical movement than i ever have before yeah has that become something that you feel like is a good habit like if you don't oh yeah do it, if you don't do it you can tell 
Absolutely. Especially with right now with walking. Um, and I guess I've always noticed this is anytime that I get exercise or movement in, in the morning, I feel more in control for the rest of the day. Mm, absolutely. Um, I feel that if I don't get that movement in the morning, um, or I don't have that routine in the morning, I feel like control for the whole day is lost. And what does it matter anyway? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how, how did you get started? Like, like telling your story and socially and that kind of stuff on, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever it is. How did you, how did you get started uh, into that? Yeah, I started on Instagram. Um, I don't really remember if I think at the beginning, I, I'm trying to remember if Lauren was the one that told me about starting an Instagram for mm -hmm. it, but I think it was just in a period of time where, everyone had a social media account for everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was doing it and cause I started back in 2016, early 2016. And at the time um, I had just gotten done working at like a social media marketing company. So creating okay. an Instagram, which is kind of like right there on the top of my mind. And I created one mainly for accountability and to share my journey. And I think one of the one of the kind of like pillars to my Instagram is that I want to be as honest and transparent as possible. Yeah. Like I don't ever want to paint a perfect life. I never want to paint a perfect um, a journey. So I think that is something that keeps me coming back to my account too, is I, I'm showcasing it for myself because it's also yeah. kind of like my daily meeting. Yeah. We don't have virtual workshops every day to go to or real life workshops. It's kind of that moment of self reflexing every morning. Yeah when I yeah, get on that. Absolutely. So, um, well, when you, when you think about your day, how do you, how do you approach like planning? Do you plan your day as far as like food? And like, I know you said you start your day with some coffee and, and yeah. activity and a walk. Like, do you plan your day um, to, to stay on track with WW or how do you do that? Yes. So in our normal routine, we're still trying to flesh it out now. We plan out our um, dinners for the whole week before we go grocery shopping. Um, and we try to look on Instagram, find something new, pick out our favorites. So we are making dinner every day. For breakfast, I usually have the same breakfast. It's either like oatmeal or eggs. Um, I usually stick with the same breakfast every day. Um, and then lunches, I always pack for when I was going to work. I would pack them the night before. That way I could just grab them and go in the morning. And it was always just like a sandwich and some snack lens um, and like yogurt and a soda water. Something yeah. very simple, something low point, but I knew would keep me doing fine until dinner time. Yeah. So when, when my WW came out, which plan did you go with? Um, I initially went with green, mm. um, but that didn't go so well. <laughs> um, for me, green felt like a micromanager having to track every single thing. It offers a lot of structure uh -huh. for those people who desire that. For me, it just felt like I was being micromanaged almost because I had to track every little thing. I had to weigh out every little thing. Um, and blue, I, I mean, we had done freestyle for so long. Um, it just kind of was, I needed something new and shiny. So I mm -hmm. went to purple eventually. So I've kind of done all three and I love purple the most. Yeah, I'm on purple is currently. And it's funny um, with all the people that uh, do different plans and stuff, it, it really boils down to it has to be individual, how you choose mm -hmm. it. Uh, and that's perfectly why it's named My WW. 
because my choices could never make you choose purple for your reason and i would i would stay away from green for a totally different reason because for me green was way too many points i saw yes. too many points and i would eat all those points like it it wasn't the bait of having oh well you're just having to track your lean proteins and eggs but you're going to give you all these extra points i could make those extra points be way too much food and right. uh, so like that was it was interesting to me like when i got back on blue i felt better when i got back on purple i felt even better and it's because i have to be so minutely attentive to how i actually spend those points yes. and it makes me say that's not worth it because later on i won't be able to have this and i make it all fit because i think it's one of those things that at at least over both of our journeys that I've seen, we share uh, somewhat of a love for chasing blue dots. I remember a couple of years yeah. ago, like you did a whole month, like blue dot popping with poppy and stuff like that. Yeah. So <laughs> how how has that level of attentive attentiveness to your journey helped you? Um, well, I will say that when you work the program, the program works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in those times that I am, on point and I am tracking everything and I am measuring everything and I'm staying within that um, healthy eating zone every day, yeah. I've never felt better. Like yeah. my body just feels better. And that's also a reason why I chose to stick with purple was because I feel that it f almost in a way forces me or makes me decide to eat cleaner, if uh -huh. that makes sense, more whole foods. Yeah. Um, because the same thing on uh, green, I saw a lot of points and I just saw how many of these processed snack foods I could fit in. How many Oreos can I get in with that? How many uh, little little Debbie cakes can I get yeah. in? Yeah. Um, instead of saying, oh, oh, I can have chicken or I can have this lean protein or I can mm -hmm. have these eggs. Why would I spend my smart points on that when I can spend it on a cosmic brownie? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Heck yeah. Some eating deal freak. <laughs> Woo. Let's uh, see. That's that's not even the one. The galaxy is my favorite. The galaxy. Oh man, those are so good. <laughs> anyway, we we get talking about. Hey, tomorrow's May. You can start a new blue dot popping with Bobby. Oh man. Hey, me too. Yeah. So that's good. Stuff. <laughs> so what 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 really is that thing that that sparks joy in you? Uh, uh, beyond the pets and and the, you know drink whatever, but like what what really like continues to like drive you to say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna continue doing this like where where along the way did you get to that i'm not going back mentality because i feel like you know back in the day both of us come into this thing with this this is a yo-yo thing and there was nothing that was guaranteed that it was going to stick but for us it has stuck so what what for you really kind of yeah. made this say that i'm going to stick this out four years later you're still here doing this thing uh, despite yeah. desired results or whatever like you know we're still here doing this thing Right. I think that it it came with the realization that I'm worth it, that I'm worthy of showing up for myself every day. Yeah. And this is, and it, I've come to realize that this is a lifestyle. This yeah. isn't a yo-yo a diet. This isn't a, um, no offense to those who are uh, following the keto diet, but this is no, nothing where I have to temporarily change my, the complete way that I eat yeah. to lose weight. It is a sustainable lifelong process. Yeah. And it's just simply teaching you to eat and make healthy choices. Mm -hmm. So I think when I when I came to that realization in combination with realizing that I'm worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of what keeps me driving every day. Is that even if I go off the rails completely today, I know that tomorrow I can wake up, my body's not out of any type of situation or state. I can just wake up and get right back at it. Yeah. 
Yeah, either accidentally or intentionally. That's that's the great part about about how we choose to respond to any given day. Like uh, if it's a great event, a worth it event, we can do it. Right. If it was a not so worth it event, but we still did it, we can get back on track the same way. And I, that's that thing that I always say, you're navigating between regret and shame and making sure that this is intentionally the path that I choose because right. it does us no good to withhold all eating all the good things in life and saying that exactly. there is a diet out there that exists that says I cannot have pizza. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be on that diet. And I don't want to right. be on that diet and then eat pizza and then feel like I'm just the most hideous person. No, I want to just eat pizza like I'm a normal human being and live with the right. consequences and be happy with that. So how how do you feel like for you walking into any given situation has changed? Like, do you do you behave differently when you go to an event to where you're not in control of the menu? Or do you behave like what kind of ways do you set yourself up for success? I think it depends on the event, really. <laughs> um, but I try to frame my day around it. If I know yeah. that I'm going to a Super Bowl party or I'm going to an event, I will make sure that I purposely eat lower point in the beginning of yeah. the day or whenever around the event. Um, because again, sometimes I just want to enjoy it. Sometimes I don't want to go to maybe my brother's wedding or to a once in a lifetime type situation and just have to measure everything out and track everything and whatever. And I just want to go to the event. Other things like parties, 4th of July parties and stuff, um, bring, bring my own things, mm -hmm. bring carrots to snack on, bring yeah. a low point dip. I mean, there's a lot of recipes out there that you can say you're going to bring something. Mm -hmm. They won't know that it's low point. They won't know yeah. that it's healthy uh, necessarily. So bring bringing things to set yourself up for success if it's in those types of situations. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of like some uh, specific foods, like how how are some specific food ideas that you've done to like help you navigate like breakfast or lunch that you regularly do that has been kind of a staple on your journey? Um, I always have eggs in the morning, yeah. um, no matter if it's like savory oats, which people are grossed out by, which I was grossed out by at first, but now I'm obsessed with them. Um, just putting some seasonings in with some oatmeal, especially on purple since it's zero points. Yeah. Um, cheese and eggs right on top. Um, I found that that keeps me full until lunch. Okay. And if I keep myself busy during that time, I won't feel the need to snack. Yeah. Um, but... For as far as lunches are concerned, I'm good with just sandwiches. 45 yeah. calorie bread, make a, a low point sandwich and just move on. Yeah. Um, I think once you get into the groove of though, in, into the groove of it, and you get those staples going in your diet, I think it makes the WW train a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know I don't I never want to push off like my agenda on someone or what have you, but I really feel like. In a, in a general sense, all of us have to kind of find our little path that is very re uh, repeatable, not repetitive, right. but like repeatable. Like, and that, what I mean by that is like, you have this specific set of like criteria that you put on your day. It doesn't have to be the same food every day, but kind of fit in the same pocket every day. And if you kind of learn to break your day up that and do five or six days a week out of that and you lose weight, then just kind of duplicate that. And maybe at some point, that food won't feel good. Like I used to eat a whole lot of cottage cheese. And then I went and I did a couple of months ago, we did a whole 30. And I realized that that level, that, that amount of dairy was really kind of causing me to be a little bit allergic. 
and I've kind of backed that off. And ever about maybe like twice since then, I have had a little more than just a little bite, and like that little allergy kind of thing kind of popped back in. Even like yesterday, I feel like I had a little bit too much. So it kind of helped me realize that there are some foods that, because I used to eat it all the time, mm -hmm. regularly, like twice a day, and I just pushed through the the allergy, runny nose, drippy nose kind of thing, because mm -hmm. I thought it was a good food. I thought it was a food that has high in protein that I enjoy, that was low in points. Right. But it's there's something within us that once we kind of start to break that some of that apart and realize, wait, maybe I need to find a different food that fits in the same spot. And that's how I came across whatever food it was. So how how like micro drilled in have you gotten into some of your foods and where there's some foods that you, you kind of use to staple you along for a while, but you've kind of backed off of those and traded them out for a better version. Like uh, earlier you talked about like a little more clean living, being on per clean yeah. eating on purple. How, what are some of the, those kind of swaps that you've done? Yeah. A lot of uh, protein shakes, pre-mixed yeah. protein shakes. Um, I didn't realize how much it messed me up. Um, okay. But I think just kind of, because if you look at a lot of those on their ingredient list, they're about a mile and a half long, mixed mm -hmm. of a whole bunch of different, just like crud, uh, mixed into them to make them taste good um, and appealing to drink. So I think a lot of those kind of protein products, I just have pushed to the wayside and chose to stick to like natural occurring proteins and mm -hmm. lean meats and eggs. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of the beauty of WW is once you start and you get into that rhythm, you realize mm -hmm. that food does have a huge effect on the way that you feel. Yeah. Which I, if you would have asked me before I even started WW, I would have just said, oh, I like, this is just how I feel. This is just how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But food has such a big impact on our bodies. I can now, being on this journey for so long, I can tell that when I am on track for a full week, I've never felt better. Yeah. And then the one day that I slip up and fall off the rails, I feel like I just <laughs> need to be put on a hospital bed and wheeled to the corner. Yeah. Because I just, my body is just reacting. That is just like, no go, stop what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And I, you know, what's crazy about my body and like a lot of, uh, a lot of people, I feel like there are, are, there are groups of people that like their Achilles heel is sweets and there are groups of people that are their Achilles heel is salty things. And there's, people that are like bread and I'm a bread person. I do love the salty, but, uh, and po like popcorn is one that I really love. So that's why I enjoy being on purple. I'll just put a little, little bit of oil in there and then pop my popcorn and eat it. So that, that I really like that. But for me, if there's a go-to that I have to watch out for, it's bread. And like, I really love homemade bread, even, even more than sweets. So what's interesting with me is like, if I get something that is like really intense sweet, like I can't eat pancakes and then have regular syrup on it. I have to have uh, uh, like no sugar syrup. And that's not because I choose to save the points, which yes, I am doing, but like that amount of intense, like high purified sugar just knocks me out. I'm like a lethargic, just, it just kills me. <laughs> so the, it's interesting how our bodies can really change and uh, start to adapt and, and be better and be stronger and that kind of yes. stuff. What, what uh what's spe what specific foods do you have do you know you have to avoid for you um I'm trying to think of 
of specific foods, though a lot of um, processed foods, yep. oily fried foods, um, fast food, all of kind of like the staples that were part of my life before WW. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to really pay attention to stay away from a lot of very processed like fitness foods. Like I was oh, talking yeah. about those um, protein shakes or somehow we like cupcakes that are like one point. Uh, they are full of junk sometimes. And that those might help other people in their journey to help yeah. fight off cravings. But I know for myself, it just doesn't do well for me. Yeah, I went through a period of time where I was doing the the uh, Quest protein drink profi kind of things. Maybe yeah. like two or three months I did that. And I noticed that like my numbers uh, on a regular had kind of gone down how much I was losing. I wasn't necessarily gaining a lot. And then I stopped those and the numbers went, started losing again. Yeah. So I, you know, and it was just, a, it was just a silly swap that was just, it tasted good. But I, it's the one time on my journey, which is a little bit over two years long, where the one time where one season of time where I allowed myself to drink calories. And basically from then on, I have an absolute teetotaler. I do not drink calories. Like it's either water or unsweet tea. And that's, that's the only, a coffee and black coffee. So that's the only things that I drink throughout my day. And that's just like my personal thing. I don't have any reason to get a Coke Zero or even anything like that. Like those chemicals for me, it just feels better to be out of my body. I don't think I'm strong enough to give up Coke Zero yet, or Diet Coke yet, but I applaud, I applaud your bravery. Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause, and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey, family, have you heard about my friend, Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So, after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started, her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake. You know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force. So you should join us. And if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. So what, like, we've talked about food specifically a little bit. Like, are y'all, like, do you, like, love to cook? Or did you, have you learned to cook? Or, I mean, like, I know for me, when I was younger and single and stuff, like, eating out was a natural habitat kind of thing. Uh, but for you, like, have you, have you learned to enjoy cooking and that kind of stuff? Or how does it go for you? Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy cooking. Uh, for me, it was um, not necessarily the convenience of eating out that always got me. It was the social element involved with eating out, mm. um, going out with friends all the time, um, especially when I was single and lived alone. I would constantly go out with friends or I would stop at Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. It was I enjoyed the interaction involved with going out to eat. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that this journey and um, now with Jake, I find more enjoyment in being in the kitchen. And I just yeah. think that that's part of the process of WW is that you learn that the amount of time that you spend putting into yourself will come out of yourself, if that makes sense. The yeah. you put into this journey will come out of it. So yeah. if you're constantly putting in convenience foods into your body, um, it's, it's going to be, in my opinion, a rough road. Yeah. You've got to put in some quality work to get quality workout. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you're like, uh, you had to have been super strong to be able to work at the Olive Garden on WW, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I know that I'm kind of a unicorn in this, but I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of pasta. Oh, okay. Like, um, and I think that's another reason that a lot of people have apprehensions about being on purple because yeah. of pasta and potatoes. But I'm not very tempted by those two things to necessarily yeah. eat them in mass quantities. Um, so the Olive Garden was kind of a perfect setup for me because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't tempted. Yeah. Hey, but I, I could still eat my my head the uh, size of a salad and some breadsticks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So what what uh what do you feel like is like your perfect landing on WW? Like you've you've had what you described as the up and down the roller coaster thing. Like how if you if you could just write the script, what do you, what do you feel like you need to do to get this to level out into more? into Nick's perfect plan of riding this thing out? Um, you know, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I think over the years, because like I said, I've been doing this thing since 2016. Um, and I really like the focus that WW has switched from a weight loss plan to a wellness journey, mm -hmm. uh, because I think that is very crucial. Yeah. Um, I think the last four years I've been working on making sure that I'm in the, the mindset to get ready for the physical transformation yeah. part of this journey. Um, and that's all different for us. I mean, when yeah. we start a weight loss journey, we expect it to start like this. We expect yeah. to wake up and stay motivated the whole time. And for some people, once they get determined, they can't stop. Yeah. Um, but I get distracted along the way and life throws you curveballs, and you just have to be okay with that. So I think that the last four years have taught me a lot to be prepared for the next four years. Um, would I like in a year to be, to be down 150 pounds and strut my way into target and pick anything off the rack? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in a perfect world, that's, that's what I would write yeah. down. Um, but I'm just very grateful for the last four years, even though it has been a massive roller coaster, yeah. there have been a lot of life lessons that have come from that. And my health and my wellness have never been more at a focal point in my life. Yeah. than it has now because yeah. um, four years ago it wasn't even on my radar i avoided the doctor like the plague yeah yeah and it speaks to the power of how we speak to ourselves and the way we interpret our own life and how much equity we can put in it away from the success of the scale i mean we can right. totally have success on the scale but if we don't if we don't get our mind right and that, that number can come just right back and even worse. And it's come, it comes in fast and you don't even feel good about it. And like, lo and behold, the 75 pounds you lost is now a hundred pound gain. So right. that's, that, that's the total opposite of what we would want. Like I would, I would much rather only lose another 30 pounds in the next calendar year if I can keep my mind right and do this thing right. So what, what do you think like intellectually and socially are the, the core constructs that you have to have in place every day. Like you have like 
meditation time or personal time or quiet time or reading or writing, journaling? How, how do you make sure that you keep Nick's mind right? Yeah, for me, it's definitely having like just time by myself. Um, right now I find that in my walks in the morning, mm -hmm. I go for a walk and I listen to a podcast or I listen to an, uh, um, a book on audible yeah. as I walk, um, before that was in my rides to and from work or on my ride home from school. It was just kind of a time for me to kind of block everything else out. Yeah. Um, in the past, I block everything out yeah nothing else mattered in the world there was nothing stressing me i just focused on myself for that one moment mm -hmm. um so i think it's for me it's very important to carve out that that alone time yeah yeah what what's the what's the benefit or what's the drawback of, of if you don't get that if it just life is just too crazy how how quickly can it, it get you to a bad spot i just think that if i if i don't carve that time out this is no longer like a focal point. Like I just get distracted by everything. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm eating cookies and I'm going through fast food and I'm going back into those old, old habits. Um, but that yeah. time by myself is time that I set aside to, to focus on like, just, just this, just this journey. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what do you feel like if, if you were to say, this, this is what I'm known for. This is, this, is, this is the thing that I share the most with the people that contact you. These are your steps for success the Nick way or success in your opinion. Like what, what, are the, what are the tips that you give out to people regularly that they need to do to be successful doing this plan? Um, you've got to set yourself up for su success. You've yeah. got to be honest about yourself and you've got to be honest to yourself. Yeah. You can't wake up and have unreal unreal aspect <laughs> unrealistic expectations for your day and yeah. for this journey yeah. um because if you do that if you tell yourself i'm gonna accomplish these wild goals um that aren't obtainable mm -hmm. then you're just setting yourself up to fail and you're starting that cycle all over again so i yeah. think i don't necessarily have tips for eating or tracking or anything like that i think it all boils down to just setting yourself up for success and that's yeah. different for everyone it um, is. some people might have those huge those, that like high goal and that's what sets them up for success but yeah. i know for me i have to have those small daily goals to keep me going so i guess that would be kind of my my one tip to yeah. success is to make sure that you have realistic expectations because we also have to recognize where we came from yeah like we came from this place that we came to this moment because we wanted to change for ourselves. Yeah. So we can't base our motivation in this moment on something that's way down the road. Yeah. Because that's way down the road. We need to see what steps we need to take to get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I say often, and it sounds like you're kind of believe the same way in the aspect that, um, that, that joy and happiness doesn't have to be delayed. And those do not have right. to be attached to the final result. Like they can happen now. You can be just as happy as you need to be for today, yeah. the end of April, as where you'll be at the end of December. 
So what, what do you think, like for you, like what is that thing that like really brings you joy when like when you're doing that, you get caught up in it and it seems effortless or it seems like it just refuels you and propels you to stick to the plan and, and journey through the hard days and soar through the easy days and that kind of stuff. What is that thing? Um, I, I mean, just knowing that no matter how, how what day is a bad day, it only lasts one day. Yeah. that this might be a, a rough day right now um but guess what tomorrow is going to be a great day yeah. yesterday was a great day um just focusing on the next step or i mean if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty when i'm tracking and i'm walking i feel in control that feeling yeah. of being in control will keep you going for more times will power you right through those bad bad times yeah. or those rainy days yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of those things, like a lot of people, when they're new, they can't see the way out. And I would tell you and encourage you 100%, you will never see the way out from day one. No, it's just not visible. It's too far away. It's too big. And uh, I, I walked into WW wearing three way in 396. And I still can't see the goal line. And I've lost 150. So like, that's, that's the thing you got to continue on just one day at a time. And, and that perspective of saying, that I, I know that, that the only thing I need to see is the next step and the next step. And then I get more confidence and I can take f steps faster, but I don't have to take steps further. Like it's just right. the next step, the next step. And uh, that, that, is a, that is a peaceful and a calming feeling uh, for someone who a lot of people, a lot of us come in with such despair and such, uh, just misspent pain that we put on ourselves. Uh, I hear people talk about hard days and stuff. And now, two and a half years into this journey, every day is easy compared to what it was like to work and carry all that weight within that body that didn't know what right. it was doing. You know, like, do you do you feel like that you've, you've, you've maybe lost this amount of pounds, but you've gained like three times that amount of, of mindset, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that talking about people coming to this journey in despair, I think that it's important that once once you get to this journey, once you've decided to show up for yourself and you say, I'm going to do this, um, I think it's important to break down why you're here. Yeah. What is what is the mental place that brought you here? And yeah. that's different for everyone. Everyone has different experiences in life and goes through different journeys and we find ourselves in the snack cupboard and stress eating, anxiety eating for whatever different reasons. But I think that is a huge turning point is that yeah. moment when you realize, why am I doing this? Yeah. What is this behavior caused by? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of a turning, that's a turning point for me. I know why I eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's hard to control that, but at least I'm conscious of it. If you asked me four years ago, I would say I'm eating because I want to, yeah. which is, not a reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I was, I say this all the time. And if I say it in every one of these that I ever do, it, it's because it's so much of the truth. And it's, it's the two things that every behavior is a cry for an unmet need. So you have to figure out what the need is, not diagnose mm -hmm. just the behavior. Poor eating and being overweight is an unmet need of something in our life. Being overweight is a symptom of what's going on in our life. It is not the cause. And right. so as we as we move through and start to diagnose this stuff in ourselves, there's this little metric that I've learned. And it's through some of the training that I went through with trauma 
in helping people navigate through real legit trauma and right. a, and and being with a daughter that has been through trauma previously in her life and all the stuff that I've gone through uh, to learn this that there is there is a misconception on how we have to make these changes and the one is thinking that we need to start with change we need to start with connection and then yes. move through empowerment and then make the changes connection empowerment changes not just changes and ww gives us great empowerment they give us all right. the tools that we need to do this and we can make those changes but until we get connected to what is wrong with phil and, and it might not even be something is wrong with me. There's just things going on with me. And as I go in and dig deep on those and find out what they are, then I can make those changes through the empowerment that I've been given. And a lot of that empowerment may be WW, but some of that empowerment may be the identity that I find in myself and the voice that I find and the power that is returned to me when I share my story. So I'm always right. curious and I, I often ask, like, what has it meant for you? like? there may be times when you share a story or you share a post and like the engagement is low or it doesn't even matter. You're not sharing it for that reason. But there's also clearly probably been many times when you did and that blessing came back with, oh, that was so inspiring. Those are great words or I needed to hear that. What has been the fruit of you learning to like socially tell your story and be empowered that way? Um, I Honesty, that... Yeah. Um, when I get out my stories in the morning and I'm a lot of what I'm saying is so that I can hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying it so that I can hear it. And if someone along the way hears it and they're also inspired from it, um, that does bring joy to me because that means that my journey is helping someone else. And that's mm -hmm. why I fire up Instagram every day. Um, but a lot of what I put onto uh, my stories or on my account is so that I can hear it myself. Yeah. Because I will find myself typing it all out, putting the emojis in it, putting the tags in it, posting it, and then going back and reading it. Yeah. And then later that day, I'll go back and read it. I'll get a notification that someone liked it, but I don't necessarily care about the number of likes. I just go back and I read the post over. Yeah. It's kind of like almost like a diary entry in yeah. my journey to see where I'm at. And sometimes if I'm having a rough day, I'll go and look in my account and find those successes that I posted about. Mm -hmm. and read about it yeah and to prove to myself that i i can do it yeah i can do it and it is possible yeah absolutely and i i encourage people all the time like even if you don't want people to see it just flip the camera on and start telling that story and then listen to it right. back because there's there is there's something there i'm sure that there's scientific studies and all kinds of things that would tell you that that actually engaging that goal or that quote or that thing and getting it out of you and hearing it is is nothing more than actually taking like four or five pixie sticks and that are in our head that don't make sense and they're not organized but when you get them out here you can organize them in a way that actually makes it useful uh, and a lot of that comes from our past. Like we we box things up and we store it in there and we don't believe in ourselves and we see ourselves wrong, like in the mirror and on the scale and all those things. Like how how have you like personally maybe gone back in and kind of looked at the, the Nick from 2014 or the Nick from 2015 and been like, you know, that guy wasn't healthy, but he wasn't a despicable human. Like, have you right. had to had to change the way you thought about him? Because I know for me, like, I my worst enemy, and I was for yeah. a long time. So how have, how have you been able to work through that? 
I think it's just realizing that I didn't know any better then. Yeah. Like that previous version of me didn't know any better. Yeah. Didn't have any tools. I just knew that I dreaded going to the doctor every time because that was the only time that I stood on the scale. Yeah. I was dreading getting the side eye from the nurse when she wrote down my my weight. And yeah. then that awkward conversation that everyone always has with the doctor where they tell you that you need to lose weight. Yeah. Um, so just kind of realizing that that Nick didn't know what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> he was just out there doing the best that he could, not having any tools. Um, so I, and in a way that kind of makes the hard days even harder here. Yeah. Now that I'm on this journey, because you know, I have the tools. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I have a program literally on my phone Mm -hmm. that's always in my hand. Like, how did I mess up? Yeah. Um, but I think knowing that you have those tools and knowing that the next moment you can change it all around helps, yeah. <laughs> helps me carry yeah. through. Yeah, I mean, that's, that always boils back down to is we, we have to find the space in our day to give ourselves grace. Like we would do yeah. it for anyone we know. We would do it for a stranger that we saw that made a misstep right in front of us. We would offer them grace. Why can't we do it for ourselves? And that, you yeah. know what you're saying right there for yourself is, is nothing more than, than what I just said in the aspect of like, you know, the tools are there. How, how, yeah. do we, how do we put in place the protocols that keep us connected to use those tools? Like what, what do you feel like? Uh, what do you feel like your your next steps are maybe for the next month to to make sure that your your engagement stays connected and you realize that you do have a purpose in doing all this and it's not just wasted days? Um, just staying on, like making those mini goals every day, yeah. um, tracking every day, getting back to the basics. I mean, measuring everything out, um, yeah. getting back to a routine because now we're in this weird time where um, for a lot of us, our routines are like not a thing of the yeah. past, put them yeah. in a history book. Um, so at the beginning of this, we all thought this was a novel idea back on March 13th when it was my last day of work. And then yeah. now, now we're here almost a month and a half later. And I've realized that the first month of this quarantine lifestyle has been a novel, novelty, a novel yeah. idea. Like I get to stay home every day. I get to stay in my pajamas. Um, but now I'm at the point that I'm like, all right, so this is my reality. I've got to create my own little routine. So I think yeah. that's kind of what the immediate future looks like to this journey for me is creating that routine. Because yeah. as much as I hate to say um, that I'm not really good at change, I'm not really good at it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to something so personal and close and intimate. So I think the next phase of this life is to focus on creating those routines that I can create in this quasi reality that we have. Yeah. Right now. Is it is it easier, harder, or indifferent doing it with Jake? Um, I would say that it's easier to, in a way because you have someone right alongside of you that's doing mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah. That's tracking everything. If he makes dinner, I know ex I don't even have to count the points. I'll just say it's. Here's your dinner. It's eight points, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is really nice. Um, opposed to maybe living with someone who wasn't on this plan, who yeah. wasn't on this journey, and um, doesn't necessarily think of ways to. I think that kind of puts more stress on. It. I don't really have perspective on that. Yeah. Um, I would. I wonder if it's more challenging for people in that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, 
always end with people having the ability to ask me questions, but I want to ask you a funny question. It's not necessarily WW related and oh, right. <laughs> talk about it for a little bit, but tell us a little bit about the story of the crazy guy in your old backyard. What's, what's up with that story? The a camper guy. guy or the tent or whatever that was. Oh, like, yeah. Like you used to tell those, like you, yes. for a while you would story those like a daily update of what was going on. So I never did hear the yes. final result of that. That was that was the adventures of uh, my old apartment. Yeah. Um, they sold me this apartment on the idea that the back, like the back side of my apartment was up against the woods. And yeah. I thought that was a great idea because, um, I mean, who wouldn't want to see nature out on their balcony? And then I realized that a lot of bugs come in with that wildlife. <laughs> and apparently these like hunter tent stands, I don't know yeah. what they're called, um, out in the woods. And so one day I had looked out, it was the middle of winter, so all of the leaves were gone and everything. And I looked out and I noticed that this hunter's blind was like up in the trees, off off in the distance. And I called the leasing office and they seemed unfazed by it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which was nothing new. Yeah. Uh, and then I called the local police department to be like, uh, we're in the middle of suburbia. Why, yeah. why is there this hunter's blind? Um, and they also seemed unfazed by it. So there was no real solution. The spring came, the leaves grew in, and I couldn't see it anymore. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that does not sound abnormal where I grew up in small rural rural Arkansas. But, man, you're thinking right there in the in a metro area. So maybe, you know. Yeah. You know, if you weren't brave enough to go out there and climb up in it and see what what was up in there. <laughs> I just left my blinds closed all winter long. Wasn't even messing with that. <laughs> cool so do you have any questions for me uh, I always let people ask if they have any questions for me anything you'd like to know uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you still experience that maybe you've experienced since the beginning of the journey something that has always kind of been that obstacle that you've had to overcome you know for me like I, I really have dialed in the food um, and I eat the, I eat mostly the same things almost all the time. And I, I've gotten blue dots for every day, but one in the last year and a half, like a crazy number of days, uh, over two years. I mean, wow. sorry, almost two and a half years. I've just been a blue dot guy. So locking in the food was never really a hard thing, but it's, it's figuring out ways to stay engaged and, and not just get kind of bored with that. And I, and I would never, I never want it to seem like I'm bored because I love, I love everything that I get to do about this, but so to, to really, it's kind of like an incentive to keep it challenging. And that's why over the last year or so, since my WW has come out, I've, I've decided that I need to be really intellectually engaged to make sure I stay on there. Because if I don't, I start to drift and then it becomes, mm -hmm. it becomes a little bit too easy. And I think for me, easy, and it's not meant to be hard. So when it becomes like too right. easy, then that just means that I'm not paying attention. And by paying attention, not paying attention, I feel like that I start to do things that aren't as accurate. So um, I think that it's easy to look at something and say, you know, Drake told you that meal is eight smart points. You get in your, right. um, you get in your quick ad and you do eight points. But if, if I did that 25 days in a row, what's my level of accuracy? And like I said earlier, that you're looking at reeling in that number to stay in the healthy eating zone uh, is not drastic. It's, it's pretty small. It's kind of hard to see. 
So that is that is one my thing is like I feel like that over time sometimes the way I've seen those gains come and I've never had back to back gains on the WW scale. So I'm we're talking like really really small uh numbers that we we're doing so i just i know i have to stay intellectually engaged and when i don't is when i can feel it so yeah absolutely anything else hmm. what what is your uh favorite food that you have maybe that you didn't eat before that you're now eat constantly or is a constant staple in your diet well, I, before I never ate homemade pizza, and I love business pizza dough absolutely, yes. and D Ward's biscuits. Those two things, like I've always been a biscuit guy, but it was always homemade biscuits. And like we did the recipe recently to figure out how many points it would be if we made those, and they're like seven points. Oh yes, what a great time talking to Nick. Thank you for joining us. This time was a great conversation. Nick is so inspirational. If you want to follow Nick, you can catch him on the gram at Poppy Has Goals. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW. 